welcome back to Ratchet & Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today I'm talking to Chris Enright, owner of Enright Automotive. Chris is a solo operator who's doing something really unique for a guy in his position. Chris is killing it on social media. And when I say killing it, we're talking about 53,000 YouTube subscribers, 30,000 TikTok subscribers, 45,000 Instagram followers, and his reels have been seen 50 million times. Today, Chris and I are going to unpack all of that. We're going to talk about the value of shops taking the time to develop their social media, voice, presence, and brand, how to start small and scale it up, and how to figure out what your social media personality is so that you can inject that into your product and get bigger ROI in the end. So here's Chris. Hey, Chris, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. So you're the owner of Enright Automotive. Tell us about yourself and the shop. Uh, so I am uh, Chris, obviously. I have uh, owned this shop for going on almost four years. So I started a month before COVID, actually. And uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Marissa, and I have two kids, a six-year-old uh, daughter and a two-year-old son. And um, I specialize in Hondas and Acuras. Um, that's pretty much it about me as far as the shop and my family and stuff. Very nice. So how big is the shop and what's your staff size? Small shop. It's just me. Um, I'm a, a sole prop. Well, not technically a sole prop, but just uh, a one-person shop owner currently. And uh, we've actually been looking for a larger location. My shop is really close to the new Intel chip factory that they're building here in Ohio. And so it uh, skyrocketed commercial properties in the area. So that kind of threw a little wrench into things, but we're excited because it's going to help the area uh, as well, for sure, at, like just explode the area and help uh, local businesses. So it's going to be a good thing long-term. Uh, we're just still looking for a larger location, but it's just a little, uh, I think it's 950 square foot mm -hmm. shop, short ceilings, but we've made it work. We were able to uh, double our gross revenue from year one to year three. So we were excited about that and we have great clients as well. Man, I tell you, you're going to take away all the excuses today. <laughs> being a solo a shop operator and being able to do social media the way you do man so let's get into that so you have that unique skill set you know amongst your peers man you've become very good at social media you kind of seem to have cracked the code Fifty-three thousand youtube subscribers thirty thousand tiktok subscribers forty-five thousand instagram followers and your reels have 50 million views wow how did you get started on that social journey uh, so actually, I started out a little differently. I've kind of morphed the pages uh, since I started, but I started out just doing tool reviews and talking about uh, shop stuff. And that's kind of how the pages got started, because I've always really enjoyed tools. I've always enjoyed sharing my opinions. Um, now, doing video was not something I always loved to do. I actually hated it starting off. Um and so that's that's essentially how it got started. And then it's morphed into now I do a lot of industry uh, conversations. I do a lot of stuff around the shop as far as like behind the scenes videos, uh, advice videos, opinions, uh, cars like that I would recommend to buy, cars that I wouldn't recommend, maintenance, you know, the normal stuff that we talk to our clients about. I'm pushing more towards that uh, avenue as well as the other uh, stuff that I started with. And so you're posted across all your channels every single day? 
Yeah, every day. There's uh, very rarely that I don't post at least once. I mean, obviously, there are some times where I'm just kind of overwhelmed and, and take a step back, but that's pretty rare. Uh, I try to actually post uh, two reels a day, so two short form con content pieces a day across all platforms, uh, specifically YouTube, because they really like people that post consistently and often. And so the algorithm really helps uh, on there as well. So I try to get to a day, but it doesn't always happen for sure. Yeah. So, so, so tell our audience, you know, because I know there's some people who think you're posting two reels a day and they're thinking reels are like feature length films. Can you tell them like, you know, about how long or short your, uh, your reels are? Yeah. So my reels, I would say on average are anywhere between I don't know, 15 to 30 seconds. So they're not extremely long. The The longest ones you can post on YouTube are 60 seconds as far as short form anyways. Obviously, they have their long form content, which I do as well. I just don't do as much long form content. Um, and then Instagram will allow you to do up to 90 seconds. Facebook as well. Meta added 90 and TikTok is up to 10 minutes. So uh, but most of my short form content is under a minute for sure. Yeah. So talk about, talk about that a little bit. Like, um, where do all the ideas come from? Cause I mean, you got, I mean, to post every single day to post, you know, two reels a day and to be across so many channels broadly, where do you like, where do you keep that stream of idea, uh, stream of consciousness with ideas coming from? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> honestly, a lot of them just come to me, but also like in the beginning, you're not thinking like content, because mm -hmm. you're just trying to get content out. You're not thinking like content all day long. Now, as I'm going throughout my days, I'm like, oh, this would make a great video or, oh, this would make a great video as I'm in the middle of doing something or things that come up or mistakes I make in the shop or uh, client experiences and uh, stuff like that. Anytime that something happens, I try to make a video about it because people are genuinely interested to know and see what's going on in your shop. And they, especially in the automotive field, because they don't typically understand it and it's all very unknown to them. So for them to be able to see that, it helps tremendously and they actually enjoy watching it because, again, they don't know it typically. So they they stay engaged, which is nice. Yeah. So who would you say your audience is, your primary and maybe your secondary? Uh, so my primary audience is going to be other shop owners and mechanics. Currently, um, as I have uh, slowly started to ramp up, I do have quite a bit of, I would say probably 60 to 70% of my clients follow me as well. And then, of course, I'm getting uh, potential clients in the future. Like I just had someone recently call me and said they looked up my social media stuff. They saw my website. They looked up all my information, uh, which is really cool. So that's because here within the last probably three to six months, I've been adjusting my content more towards the client side of things because I want to be able to pull in new clients as well. Um, currently, it's just an additional revenue source. So there's uh, multiple options you can do with social media, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. So talk about the role of consistency because you can't get numbers like that without you know being consistent, without showing up every day. Like, How are you showing up apart from, like, I'm, I know you're putting the videos on, are you like interacting and engaging as well? Like, how, What's your flow look like in the social world? So yes, absolutely. You have to engage to build a community. You need to engage with your followers. 
without them, without them following your page, without them coming and watching your content, you don't have a platform at all. So you have to actually be involved and engage. You just don't have to do it constantly. So what I always tell people is like the mass majority of my content is recorded before I even open the doors of my shop. I open at 830. I'll come out at 7 a.m. Um, because I have a small shop. I have a pellet stove that heats the shop. So I'll get that going to get the shop warmed up in the morning in the wintertime or whatever I may be doing that day. And then that's when I'm like, okay, what kind of content am I going to make today? What kind of ideas can I come up with? And I'll start recording some stuff early. And I can usually have, you know, I would say seven to 10 reels recorded in less than an hour, probably even less than that, edited and everything. There's not a ton of editing that goes on. Like I get constantly asked about editing apps. I use all the in-app uh in-app editing software. So if I'm posting to Instagram, I'm using their editing software. If I'm posting to TikTok, I'm using their editing software. So, um, but that's the mass majority of when I'm posting or making content, I'm sorry. And then I'll schedule out a lot of my reels, especially on Instagram, because it's the easiest. Uh, you can actually schedule your reels on what day and what time you want to post them. So you don't have to babysit them because, right, like nobody has time to sit around and be like, okay, well, I want to post this reel at 12 o'clock today. Well, I have to remember, I have to set an alarm. So I got to I gotta make sure I do this. But you can just go on there. You can go into the, when you go to make the reel and post it, there's a setting where you can go at the bottom and schedule the reel and put the day and time you want to schedule it. So I'll schedule them out multiple days in advance. So I've got, I'll record a bunch of content on one day, schedule them out for three or four days. And then I'm, I just sit back and I can just respond to comments and uh, engage with people at that point in time. Yeah. And that was going to be my next question. Did you have some sort of like a social calendar that you use to make sure that you've got stuff where you want it, when you want it posted so that you don't have to really think too much? Aside from Instagram, they're the only ones that I can schedule with. Most of them you can schedule. You just have to do it from a desktop, and I uh, do everything from my phone. I don't do anything from a desktop or a laptop computer. So uh, the other apps, I'm not as like consistent on the times. I just kind of post them randomly. They don't seem – in my case, now I will say this is not – everybody's going to be different because everybody's content is different, of course. Uh, but in my specific case – the other apps don't really matter to me when I post them. Mm -hmm. It hasn't changed a ton. Now I will say every now and again, I'll get like a video that kind of bombs right off the bat. I'll pull it down, change the title, change the thumbnail, repost it. And if it watch it again, and if it does better within the first 30 minutes to an hour, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just leave it. If it doesn't, then I'll make it another adjustment. This is stuff though, that I tell people not to worry about until down the road. In the beginning, the main focus is to create the content and get it out there because most people don't stay consistent enough. They'll post one or two videos, they see no results, and then they're done. And that is not the way it works. <laughs> I, I went back, um, I co-taught a class uh, on video marketing for shops. Uh, and I went back for that class specifically to see what my very first reel had in views and it's at like 400 and something plays still to this day um so if that tells you anything like it, it, in the beginning you're not going to get a lot of views I'm, unless you just randomly go viral which is really really rare you know of course we all know about the viral ones <laughs> but it's really really rare it doesn't happen very often so 
Yeah, yeah. The thing with social media, like sometimes I will look through some creators that I follow and I'll go back to their very first video and you can see how poorly backlit they were or the sound quality was really bad, but they stuck it out. And then you see that they're at like, you know, millions of views because they didn't quit. Yeah. It makes a massive difference. Uh, I mean, the mass majority of people who know who Mr. Beast is and um, it, he's done several videos and I, I think it was, and I might butcher this. I'll have to go back and look to confirm, but it was like his first hundred videos never got more than a thousand views. So if that tells you anything, like, again, it, it's going to differ between everybody because one thing that holds true to this day, no matter what, good content is good content. So, but in the beginning, your content's likely not going to be good because, like you said, the the lighting's terrible, the sound audio's terrible, or the sound quality's terrible. The you know the the editing, whatever the video, everything. You don't know how to record well. You don't know how to get the right shot. You got to learn all that stuff, just like anything else, just like fixing cars, right? Like it takes time, it takes practice. So it's done is better than perfect, and that is. 100% holds true in video. You just got to post it. Yeah. So what do you say to, to shop owners who may say, well, I don't, you know, I'm just fixing cars. I, what do I post? What's interesting about that? Like, how do you encourage them to share the personality of their shop or share what's, what even they think is interesting, or what may be interesting to other people? Like, how do you break that, you know, dispel that myth that there's nothing to share? That I can't find anything to share in automotive. Yeah, that's great, actually. Um, so what you'll see is for us, obviously, it's not interesting, but you have to look at it from the clientele's perspective and people that have never been in a shop or seen a shop. You know, the mass majority of people don't come into the back where we're working. They drop off their car. They tell us what's wrong with it. We fix it. They come back, pick it up and leave. They never, ever step foot in the back. So there's a lot of things in the shop that they've just never, ever watched, never seen done. Um and so to walk them through some of those processes, now I'm not talking about doing DIY stuff. I hate doing DIY stuff. I get asked to do it all the time. And I tell people flat out, I'm like, hey, listen, this is how I support my family. This is how I pay my bills. No offense, but I don't want you fixing your own car. I want you to bring it to me. <laughs> but on this flip side, also, if you do DIY videos, um, and I have nothing against people that do them, it just takes that job and takes it from an hour job to like a three hour job. Like you're trying to record and do the job. So that's another reason why I don't do it. Of course, I still need to stay efficient. I still have, you know, a family to support and stuff. And the shop is what pays my bills. Um, but people are interested in all of those things. They're interested in your opinions. What is your favorite vehicle to work on? What do you think? Like, what are the top five vehicles you recommend to buy? What are the top five vehicles you recommend not to buy? Um, you know, maintenance services. I, I just posted one uh, talking about that. And this was just a post. I didn't even do a video. And I was just talking about how the average car payment in America right now is $717 a month. I did the math. I, I typed everything out and explained to them, no matter what you do, fixing your car is almost always less expensive than buying a new car right now because the cost of new cars. That post got shared, I don't know how many times, and it had like 24,000 views. So that's getting that information out there. People are interested in seeing that stuff. You just have to put it out there. So that's what I would tell them. I would just encourage them. The things that you don't think are interesting, I promise you, other people think are interesting. Yeah, I like that approach, definitely. Just Yeah, I think about that sometimes on my own. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I just sit around and write all day. Is that interesting to people? But you know, like you said, it's just it's normal. what's normal to me is extraordinary to somebody else. 
you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, that holds true, like, especially a lot of the pages and channels on TikTok, uh, specifically, like, you have a lot of people that legitimately just blog their day of work. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. They don't post anything else pretty rarely, and they'll just blog their entire day, and people are interested. It may seem silly to us, and we may not be interested in it, but other people are interested, and they will watch it. Now, you, you just... As we get into this, I guess we can talk about this more, but you'll just have to decide what type of content you kind of want to do because there is going to attract a different following. And so you'll just have to figure that out as you start to move forward. Well, go ahead and go ahead and break that open since we talked about it. Uh, you know, what sort of content should should shop owners want to create or decide to create? So there's multiple ways you can go about it. Some people are interested in just the additional revenue. Obviously, you can make money from social media. So you can start to build your pages just to create revenue. Um, That's going to be a different type of content. You're looking for virality. You're looking for views. You're looking for uh, average viewer duration. You know, you want to captivate people. Good content is good content at the end of the day, but it may not always attract clients, new clients to your shop. You may just get, you're always going to get people from around the world that may never be your client, but that's okay. You still want those people to follow your pages because, again, it helps the algorithm, it helps raise everything else up. Um, So, if that's the case, you know, you can build pages to create revenue or you can obviously build your pages, which is, I'm assuming, what most people are interested in is to build clientele. And that's going to be more of your your thoughts and opinions on things about repairing vehicles and show them like basically case studies from people you have coming into the shop. Hey, this customer came in and uh, they had a check engine light on. We did this, this, and this, and we're going to go ahead and fix it with this. Like kind of just walking it through that because if they have that vehicle, if you say, Hey, we've got a 2015 Acura RDX. If that person has a 2015 Acura RDX, guess what? They're going to stop and they're going to watch that video. And um, so that's a way. And then one thing that people seem to always forget about is potential employees. Hmm. You can also attract potential employees. I am not hiring yet, but when I move my shop and get a bigger location, I will be hiring. And I get people that reach out to me now and I've never even posted a hiring ad or anything, not once. And I still get people to this day asking me if I'm hiring because they see what I stand for. They see how I run my shop because I'm extremely transparent. And so they're, they want to come work here. And so i I feel that shops that do video and kind of show the way they do things and the way they treat their employees and the way they run their shop gives them an upper edge against the shop or compared to not against, it's a horrible way to say that, uh, but compared to shops that aren't doing video, you know? Mm-hmm. So what's your ratio of video to just like, you know, static posting? Do you do more static posting than video? Do you do more video than static posting? No, I do more video than anything for sure. Um, Short form content is like what I'm known for. That's the mass majority of my followers and views come from short form content. Um, But my static posting I've increased within the last three to six months because like I said in the beginning, I was doing more tools and industry related stuff. Now I'm doing more like client because I want to use the following that I have now to now start drawing in more clients to the shop and increase because 
obviously I'm growing, my plan is to grow the shop. So that's what I'm going to start focusing on. I'm still doing all the other content because I just enjoy it. The one thing I'll tell everybody, if you don't enjoy it, you'll never do it. So find something you enjoy talking about and do that. That's And you might have to record a couple and be like, you know, that's kind of not my thing. You'll figure it out. Whatever you naturally like talking to clients about, or if your techs like talking to the, talking about something in the shop or doing something specifically. If you have a diag tech, most of them want to share like hard diags that they've done. There's so many things. If you have employees, there's so many more options than what I have. Cause obviously it's just me in here. So I am a little bit more limited as far as like what I can share and I can't do interview style videos. Cause obviously it'd be super weird me interviewing myself. <laughs> um, and people really like the interview style videos. So that's what I would say about that. Well, you know, they do. There's a whole thing with the, the solo interviews on social media. I've watched quite a bit of those. <laughs> Did I lose you? I, I missed that. Sorry, you were uh, lagging. Oh, you there? Yeah. Can I got you again? I'm here. Okay. I said, Maybe. well, you know, there's a whole yes. there, there's a whole slate of videos where there's just solo people interviewing themselves or in videos by themselves. So that that can work too if you're you're really uh, crafty. <laughs> it it absolutely can. I mean, you uh, you can get creative or not as creative as you want. <laughs> um, there, that's what I always tell people. It's like it's it's literally limitless. The only thing limiting you is you at the mm -hmm. end of the day. And most people are very intimidated by getting behind the camera and doing video they they're not comfortable with it i understand neither was i i had no interest in it and now i do all sorts of stuff and it does not bother me one bit it, it took some time to overcome that yeah do you recommend people who get started with social media to really like outline what that platform is going to be like you when we talk about it being a platform i mean that's in its simplest form should they sit down with you know paper and pen or just people they're going to work work with and say look okay Here's what here's what our platform is going to be. Here's what we're going to talk about. Here's our targets. Here's the people we're trying to talk to. That way, every time they post, they're always thinking about those things. They're going back to those things that they've written down. I truly think that's going to depend on the type of person. For me, that wouldn't work because I'm not like a a scripted type like i've tried to do scripted videos before and it just turns out horrible um but if you're good or enjoy scripted type content absolutely i can tell you that authentic video and just natural video does the best that's been proven time and time again by viral videos and just normal stuff that you see on the internet but you can still do well with the other stuff it just doesn't seem to go as and I don't even like using the term viral because, you know, there's a lot of videos that don't go viral that still do really well. Um, but it's going to be personal preference. I would say if you overthink it too much, you probably won't do it. So it's probably better to just record and start out. And then as you get consistent and more comfortable, then you can absolutely start focusing on like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is the kind of direction I want to go. These are the type of demographics that I'm trying to reach. And then you can start to gear it towards that way. Because There's nothing that says you have to stay like, like me. I still do tools, but it's not the main focus of my videos anymore. My main focus is now automotive industry related stuff and client based stuff and just advice and opinions. So I've, I've changed since I started out. Okay. And you know, Oh, should I, should I ask you? <laughs> 
Oh man, I had a great question. I was going to ask you. I totally slipped my mind. Anyway, oh yeah, so that's all right. It'll I, come yep, back. That out. So all right, so for shop owners who are looking to get started, you know, you're doing a handful of platforms, you know, social on social media. But for shop owners who want to get started and don't want to feel overwhelmed, do you recommend they start with just one platform and get really good at that platform, and then maybe adding one and adding another? Or what's your strategy, or what yes. do you think is best? I would say starting out and picking a platform that you want to do is probably best. Now, it's really not hard to record one video and cross post on every platform. It doesn't get it doesn't typically do any better um, because they all like it when you record something and then edit it in their app and the algorithm, you know, I don't know, they kind of push it or if you're using a trending audio or something, if you're doing a video with no no actual talking in it you're using the apps audio um but yeah absolutely again the one thing that you'll probably hear me say a ton during this podcast is just start somewhere just start just do it done is better than perfect because a lot of times we can get stuck on those types of things like oh which platform should i post on every platform and it's absolutely you want to pick a platform that you like because the demographics are definitely different on all platforms and you can post one video on one. And this is what I do. I post the same video on most platforms uh, and one video will hit and go crazy on one and hardly do anything on the other because that's just your demographics. That's the algorithm. There's some things in there that do affect that, but um, pick a platform and start there. And then once you get consistent and comfortable, add, a, add an additional platform because it's all free. It It's a no brainer to post across them but it can be overwhelming. And I do understand that. Okay. And so as far as voice, is your voice across platforms different? You know, like, is your voice on Facebook different than your voice on LinkedIn and versus your voice on TikTok versus your voice on Instagram? As far as like what I say and do? Yeah. As far as like, you know, the various audiences that are going to be on those platforms, because they're all going to be different audiences. So are you speaking to them differently? Yeah, so depending on what I'm posting, like on TikTok, because it has 10-minute videos, I'll get into more discussion-type videos. Like recently, there was one going around about giving away free work in shops. Uh, We just had a discussion about multi-point inspections. And so those are typically longer. Most of mine can get pretty lengthy. And so I'll go you know, seven to 10 minutes max sometimes. I mean, obviously 10 minutes is the longest you can go, but seven to 10 minutes is where those usually roundabout, but I will also do short content. I can't do 10 minutes on Instagram or Facebook. So those are a little different and I try to keep it short. So I will record a specific video on that topic and just condense it all down into 60 or 90 seconds and try to just get the main points across but yeah you're definitely going to be speaking differently to different platforms and you'll figure that out in the beginning you might not know but as you build your communities and the videos and the content you start to understand a little bit more and you'll dive into that um that's just going to be more down the road type of things that you're going to have to cross when you get there Okay. What would you say, you know, if you could, what are your best practices for each platform? Like starting with the TikTok, going to Instagram, to Facebook, to to the places you go, what would you say for a shop owner are the, you know, your recommended best practices for each platform? Um, I honestly don't know if I have any like specific best practices because at the end of the day, 
again, good content is good content. People are going to watch and listen to good content. You may not know what good content is starting out. And again, that's just something that you're going to learn as time progresses. But I feel like in the beginning, shorter is better, especially if you're uncomfortable, because the more you post, the more consistent you become, the better habits you build. And so it's just going to be a little easier to kind of get the train rolling. Um, but if you want to do longer form content, like YouTube is a, is an absolutely fantastic platform, especially since Google owns it. Um, it's this, I think it's the second largest search engine in the world, uh, aside from Google. So it's a great place to do long form. So if you want to get into more long form and do like more educational type videos, edutainment type of videos, so educational with entertainment in it, um, those are all fantastic topics to do. And so again, people are going to be different in that area. So if you pick YouTube, absolutely you uh, long form is amazing. It's not my area of expertise by by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a consumer and I watch a lot of long form YouTube. <laughs> so um you know, it's it's a great great place to post as well. So that is going to be a little different as far as uh what you're posting and such. Okay. And what are some things that you should avoid? in social media or some, some things you should avoid and, or you should not do? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. So I will tell everybody, and this tends to scare some people off, uh, but don't let it. So no matter what you post, I, I can tell you legitimately some anything that you post, there's going to be somebody that says something negative about it. You can post, um, I'll give you an example. I'm trying to think of like a really good one that like no matter what I do, I actually made like a satire kind of making fun of myself video <laughs> recently where I was working on a zero turn and I had snap on Milwaukee, um, craftsman, safety glasses, gloves. Like I get made fun of because I wear safety glasses. I've gotten made fun of because I wear gloves. I've gotten made fun of because I'm using a Chrome in extension on an impact. I've gotten made fun of because I'm using Milwaukee or snap on. So you kind of have to have some really thick skin. So I can't say that there's nothing that you really shouldn't do. The uh, One thing, like the main thing when you're doing any sort of video, people will watch bad video quality. They will not watch bad sound quality. So having good audio is key. And you don't have to start out with a wireless mic. I, I started out legitimately just with my iPhone. That's what I've used from the very beginning. I do have a wireless mic, and I am waiting to get another additional camera as well. Uh, and then I'm going to get some uh, additional wireless mics because uh, I want to get a 32-bit 32, 32 float, I think is what it's called, because it goes to the higher decibels and doesn't cut out the the sound. And so I am going to upgrade that, but I've been doing this for almost two years now. So I have done – I've not, I've bought very minimal equipment. So I guess another thing don't do, don't go out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on uh, – recording equipment and all of this stuff just if you have a phone everybody has a phone use your phone to start out with it does work if you want to buy a wireless mic it is the one thing i would say buy off right off the beginning and some sort of decent tripod you're probably going to need that unless you're doing mostly interview style videos and you may not need a tripod um that would be uh, one of those things for sure all right what do you enjoy most about you know having you know grow ha having grown a big social following and Put, you know, putting videos together, promoting those. What are you enjoying the most about it? 
the community without a doubt the community yeah and helping people uh we were actually super super wild it's kind of a long story i won't get into it but we were able to pay for another tiktok creators training um by making a video i saw one of his videos and i felt like man i've been in that situation and he, he He's newer to owning his own business. He's a mobile mechanic. And it was just a, like I said, I won't get into the details, but anyways, I, I made a video. I stitched his videos like, Hey man, I would highly suggest some training. I was in the same exact position you were. I needed training really bad. I'm a huge proponent of uh, training events and taking training. We can always better ourselves. And I said, if you're willing, we will pay for your way to go to this training event. And so that's, you know, stuff like that, like helping the industry, helping the community, helping people and just like building, like I've created some of the greatest relations or not relationships, but friendships out of my community and people I've been able to meet in person. It's been fantastic. That's definitely the, the best part for sure. All right. And lastly, just, you know, talk a little more about that ROI component because shops are always going to wonder, well, if I'm doing all this and I'm spending all this time posting, what's the ROI? What can I expect from this? It's got to bring me something. So talk a little more about the ROI aspect of, you know, posting on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So again, this is going to depend on the type of content you do and how consistent, how big your following is. In the beginning, your ROI is not going to be massive, right? but it's free. You're the only thing you're spending is time, which we all know time is money, of course, but it's not as much as some other things we have to pay for. And so it's worth the investment in the beginning. It's definitely going to depend on the type of content. If you're looking specifically for new clients and you're posting videos to gear towards those people, um, I don't have like specific numbers. I've gotten clients from social media because of the type of videos I've done. I haven't focused on that the first year-ish and a half or just over a year, um, but I make revenue from social media. All right. So let's talk ROI, you know, the elephant in the room. You know, a lot of shops are going to wonder, well, if I'm spending all this time on you know, social media, should there be some sort of return on investment for my shop? What do you say to that? Or what is the return on investment for shop owners? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. A lot of people are going to want to know the RRI, and that's going to depend on the type of content you post and your actual expectations and what you want your ROI to be. Is it going to be, do you want to be able to hire new people? Do you want new clients? Do you want to make revenue? So me personally, I make revenue from my social media platforms. Um, so that's my ROI. Now, I, as I said in the beginning, I'm looking to gear it more towards clientele now. And I do get some clientele, but not a massive amount. And that's just due to the type of content I've posted in the past. Um, now, as I switch that and gear more towards that uh, that type of content, I'm going to start pulling on. It's really hard unless you're asking people. And obviously, that should be something in every single uh, onboarding when you get new clients is where they heard about you. But unless somebody specifically says, oh, I saw a video from social media or whatnot, and not everybody knows, not everybody remembers, but the time invested in the beginning, you're not going to see a ton of ROI. It's just the way it is because you don't have the platform quite yet. And so that's going to take some time to build up. But as you put the time into it and the effort, 
you are going to see a return, absolutely, without a doubt. And it's free. The only thing you have to invest is time, which I know time is money. I am not denying that whatsoever. But it doesn't require a massive amount of time investment, especially in short-form video. Long-form takes a little bit more time investment, especially if you're going to start editing and such like that and learn editing. That's a little bit more time. But the short-form stuff, it doesn't take a long time. When you start getting really good at it, I can have a short-form video recorded, done, posted, and uploaded in about 15 minutes or less. So it doesn't take a ton of time. So it's worth it uh, for sure in the long run. At the very, very worst, it helps brand awareness for your shop and business. And that alone, to me, is worth it in itself. All right, cool. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated talking to you about social media. Uh, looking forward to doing it again sometime. It'd be great to do it with you again in the future. Uh, but thanks for having me on thanks for being on Ratchet and Rich Radio, and we'll catch you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I would love to come back on and talk about uh, video or anything. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.